2: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: And hey, we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know
0: who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into another episode of the podcast, I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man whose bat will only get hotter as the weather improves. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you?
1: Strong, healthy, vibrant. Paul, how are you?
0: I'm good. So you just got back from the the family vacation in Florida. How was it?
1: It, Yes, uh, it it was a spring break thing. A lot of driving, friend. Uh, We did a lot of driving through Alabama, which is the UP of the South. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, we experienced some traffic. Evidently, more people from Michigan had the idea to go south for spring break.
0: Huh, that, that one really surprises me
1: perplexing isn't it now
0: is it as like alabama football centric in that state as i'm imagining i'm imagining just like every billboard that you passed was just like a picture of saban a picture of insert quarterback whose name i probably should know here like is is that all it is
1: well i mean if you think of it like the how much michigan michigan state stuff do you see around here like every most car a lot of cars have it on there but it, it tips it tips like 70 30 to alabama and then the other is auburn there's still a lot of auburn stuff too sure. but it's not like on everything but yeah it's the presence is is strong yeah it's kind of kind of what
0: i was imagining you get many yes.
1: many beach days we had two warm beach days and it rained a lot too
0: oh that so. sucks what do you what do you do on vacation with kids when it rains that sounds like a, a literal nightmare
1: are you are you truly interested in this? Because I will tell you. So you're running the risk of <laughs> getting a story. Sure, why not? We uh, we packed up me and my brother and all our kids. We packed them up and we took them to the arcade. Okay. It was raining. There's nothing to do. We took them to the arcade and you know you sw- there's no physical tickets anymore. You know, so you're really? swiping. Oh, that's yeah, too it's, bad. Oh yeah, there's it's some- you know like going to the atm uh, amusement park you're swiping and yeah so um you know you spend 25 bucks for uh you know a two cent stuffed animal and away you go so but they my, the kids ate it up they love it kids you, love that stuff. you
0: guys get that hit that ski ball
1: oh yeah i gotta slap that ski ball run it up there i can see you being really good at ski ball yeah, I'm all right. I feel like it's my the puns. My boy of games. was crushing the uh, the smoking token, where you you send the token down the little ramp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Did you so get any? That was the thing. We any did. days to chuck the
1: frizz? No, I brought I brought discs along. And I I had no time. It was a family thing. You know, you have to negotiate family life. It's not just like I'm not strutting off by myself. <laughs>
0: um so anyway i'm glad to have you back did you listen to to adam and keenan on on last time's show
1: i did it kept me company through like tennessee so they 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 were
0: great It, it was it was great to talk to them um i mean you i'm i'm sure you were taking some notes along the way ways to improve your performance
1: absolutely it's like uh you know learning from a great master like john wooden you know just sitting at his feet
0: I thought, I thought you were going to say John E. Kane, but uh, you know, wouldn't work in that situation,
1: too. A pair of all-time greats, really. <laughs>
0: um, so I don't know if you saw this, um, but over the weekend in the NBA playoffs, two players from the, the Philadelphia 76ers were caught by cameras looking at a cell phone on the bench, and Stephen A. seemed to suggest that it was in the fourth quarter and they were down. Um, now, <laughs> does, does that type of behavior make your blood boil towards millennials?
1: No, not really. You know what I found? Grownups are just as bad. We were at one of my kids' band concerts, and one of the dads is like on his phone, and, <laughs> and the mom with a sharp, direct elbow to the put that away, you know, <laughs> one of these deals. But, you know, aunts and moms and stuff, they're on the thing all the time, too. Yeah. They, I, for sure. Unless you get into the real geriatric set, set, I mean, they're not, they're not looking at it. But, uh, you know, Facebook is all um, aunts and uncles now, man. Oh yeah.
0: Domain. I don't yeah. remember the last thing that I actually posted on on Facebook. Yeah, and oh, the thing, yeah. and the thing is, that people my age are actually like good at using their phone real sneakily. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of fine. It's it's yeah. it's your actually probably not even your generation. Maybe the generation beyond that. That. Is specifically when it comes to texting and driving, like not I'm not condoning it in the slightest, but, Whoa,
1: whoa, careful now. Where are you going with this? But But
0: the majority of people my age can text without looking. Like that's it's just so ingrained. Like I mean, don't right. do it, don't do it, don't get me wrong. But um I feel like the the you know, fifty year old, oh, in my generation type, like you
1: however know, you see them is... on
0: the road texting all the time and they're terrible
1: at it don't text and drive friends that's that's bad advice your ideas are bad all I wasn't don't su- don't text and drive I wasn't suggesting that you should <laughs> also I do think it's fair in a job like a professional sport if I was the coach or manager I think it's fair to expect zero phone usage
0: where's the zero. sneakiest place you've ever tried to check your
1: phone um a wedding maybe ah, such, such a rebel I think I think the Tigers were playing or something like that, and oh, I know, yeah, it was a Tigers World Series game at my brother's wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> brother, brother-in-law's
0: wedding. That's that's on him. If he if he's trying to get married during the World Series, like you you can't expect anyone to to not be monitoring the score.
1: And and Mrs. Wayne was even willing to let a little slide because she knew. What's truly important yeah that's that's smart
0: um, so anyway it brings us to this week's leadoff question if you were a major league baseball manager what kind of access would you let your players have to their phones during games
1: I gotta answer this already I think it's fair to say zero you or how about this you leave it in the clubhouse and in a, in the major league setting how often are people counting every head that's in the dugout Rarely. So if you sneak away like during the breaks and you sit for a f- few minutes to check your phone, nobody's catching you. Just yeah, there's don't a trillion in the heads dugout. in the
0: dugout. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: nobody's nobody's constantly monitoring that. If you know you're not batting, you know, they sneak back to do their, their business anyway. I mean, use the bathroom, get some refreshments, whatever, warm up. Like, no, just don't do it in sight. It's fine. But not in the dugout ever.
0: So so the that is the obvious answer to the question but to play devil's advocate i think it could do wonders for baseball's marketing issues if they had their phones in the dugouts during games like i love the idea of you know bean balls going back and forth and all of a sudden they're like subtweeting each other in the dugout tell me that wouldn't <laughs> help baseball's reach like you know starting pitchers who aren't starting they they should be able to you know be ripping jokes to each other on, on the internet um, and I feel like in a lot of ways doing that would actually like reach the kids at all these stupid pace of play rules were meant to,
1: I, I question the premise of your comment a little bit. And that is baseball's marketing issue. I don't know how much of a marketing issue they have. Like the clubs are all worth a billion dollars or more now. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's still very popular. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the, the will players association I, marketing issue.
0: I mean, when yeah, when Mike Trout can walk down the street in many cities and not get noticed, which, you know, whether he would or not, I don't know. Like he is the literally the the walking greatest player ever, and he's not like instantly face recognizable. That that's a problem.
1: Is it is it though he's making a butt ton of money, Hall? Huh? He's got a lot of money. The co everybody's making lots of money. Yeah. I
0: mean I, I guess
1: it's stupid money.
0: <laughs> it is stupid money.
1: <laughs> um but i i will say this when they have these spring training games and they have like an outfielder mic'd up and mm-hmm. they're talking to them it's while awesome. they're playing yeah. that is pretty incredible yes. i enjoy that a lot Same concept. i always want i always want the ball to be hit to him so, so i can like hear him breathe heavy like <laughs> you know a little bit of that so i don't feel bad I don't, <laughs> you know i want you to work for a little bit get out of breath like every time I climb a flight of stairs, it feels so bad for professional athletes. An
0: interesting take. I, I bet you're the first person to ever have a take on on that specific aspect <laughs> of athletes being mic'd like up.
1: Things I think about.
0: Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at jordino4, facebook.com backslash podcastianos, and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, whatever platform you're listening to the show on. I didn't check this week if we've gotten any new reviews, so if you left us a review, don't worry, we'll get to it. Just not this week.
1: We promise. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcastianos.
0: Eric, it's been a really interesting start uh, to the season for the fellas. Um, and even more interesting for, um, I don't know, say, us viewers on Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, wh- what do you say?
1: Well, are, is this leading into the players-only broadcasts? Is that where you're going with this? Funny,
0: yeah. It, that's where I wanted to go with this.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. What aspect of this shall we talk about first?
0: Um, I have this There's a in, lot here. in my notes. Um They're all kind of low-key train wrecks individually, so let's get rid of the conductor altogether.
1: (laughs) Right. Hmm. You know, my biggest critique of it was that they ignored the game. If you are not interested in the current 2019 Tigers currently playing the game on the field, the broadcast was probably fine. If you're living in the 80s and 90s and you just want to hear these guys and that's the reason you're tuning in, I'm sure it was absolutely fine. But it was hard to pay attention to the game. And at one point, um, the opposition hit a home run and Petrie like two seconds later was like, oh, and uh, there's a home run. And then it just kind of went on with it along with some of the other action that was happening on the field. And that part I did not like too much.
0: Yeah, I mean that that was probably my my main takeaway from it too. The the first uh the first of the 3 I actually missed cuz I I was there. Um and then I had to tr- I had to get in on the action for the second one and I'm like, "Oh boy. Let's go ahead and not do this one again. I know I know chefs, you know, new in in the game and they got to get him an off day here and there, but oh boy, let's let's go ahead and stay away from that one again."
1: Yeah, and it was a lot of a lot of unironic um, well, nowadays and back in the day when I played and it did seem a little grumpy old man-ish at times, you know, they could have – when when the players were talking about the current Tigers and talking a little bit about technique and strategy and stuff, I was kind of into that. That's fine. I, I agree with some people who remarked that on a television broadcast, you don't need a thorough play-by-play. And I found that to be true. But I would like the people who are talking about the game to keep up with the action on the field and uh, keep their remarks focused on the game that they are telecasting. Yeah, or
0: at least the the era they're telecasting. Like, (laughs) I mean, when you look at the three of them, you have three old timers and Craig Monroe, who has trouble speaking. His contributions vary from game to day. Like there should be a little bit of diversity when it comes to um, point of view Instead, they're all just going back and forth, telling story and saying, "Oh, well, you could speak to this better." But, 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 like that one drives me nuts. Yeah, th- it's I, a
1: lot of. Yeah.
0: N- nobody is willing to throw out an opinion um, without deferring to somebody who it might be slightly more in their wheelhouse. Like I don't know, and it's a
1: lot of uh, backslapping and congratulating the other person. You know, oh, you were such a dominant pitcher, you must. And it's, it's kind of, after after a couple times of that, you're kind of like, all right, that's that's enough.
0: Probably like the listeners are thinking about us talking about this. Uh, Let's move on. As we sit here uh, on the literal, what is it, the halfway point of of April, um, one might even say April in the D, uh, Mm -hmm. Tigers sit at a palatable eight and seven on a 20 to 80 scale. Just how lucky have we been early?
1: We've been extremely lucky, especially (laughs) the first week. We had had like a plus two, I think, run differential at one point, and we were like seven and four or something like that. Now, that didn't scream sustainable to you? Right. Um, At one point, uh, we had fewer runs than the Seattle Mariners had home runs. (laughs) That part was crazy. You know, for a while, you were stuck at like... Five, home, no, five home runs. I yeah, think we're we, up to like eight now.
0: now we're, up, we're up to seven. We've re- seven. really jumped up from that five number. Yeah.
1: But our pitching for the first week in a little bit just really pulled the sled for us. Uh, and we won a handful of one run games. So that is a marker of a great
0: of, team, a team that's going <laughs> to go deep in the
1: playoffs. <laughs> get freaking lucky. <laughs> Having said all that the pitching has been consistently strong and given given the, the the three dynamics of the game pitching defense and offense I'll call it if i want one thing that's most stable i'm i want to take the pitching
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: um, so that part is a little happy, happier, because I think the hitting will, <laughs> it's got to get a little bit better. But we, we've we had, like, no power.
0: Yeah, from just taking a step back and looking at it from a meta level, like, there's been some, some not-so-fun games this past week, but this, pa- the, you know, the start of the year has been about as much fun as I kind of assumed yes. the entire season was going to be. Like, this has been a really fun start to the year. We've had some... Great performances, mainly on the mound. Don't get me wrong. Nico's lighting the world on fire. Like it's been enjoyable so far.
1: And given some of the setbacks that we had, you know, Matt Moore going out after a, a good start. I Great mean, we're start, a, yeah, we're a, a game above five hundred. We've we've uh, you know at least won one against the Indians. I mean, we've beat we we won the first three series, right? I mean, so there's a lot to be excited about.
0: That's um, fine. all right, let's, let's jump into it. I feel like you can kind of evenly divide the storylines so far in the season into good and bad, like pretty much evenly. Um, so I have, I'll let you pick you're, you're the, you know, the one just coming back from, from a week off. Uh, what do you want to start with tonight? The good news or the bad news?
1: Uh, we, we should start with the good news.
0: All right. Um, let's start with the rotation and more specifically yes. AL Cy Young front runner, Matthew Boyd. Um, everything's coming up strikeouts.
1: Yeah, you know, at the the kickoff episode, we had talked about, you know, who's going to have more strikeouts than Turnbull, and I was like, oh, Boyd. And you kind of poo-pooed me, but Boyd has been striking people out like crazy. Can you point to a reason for that? Is it a particular pitch? Does he have a strikeout pitch? You pay attention Mm -hmm. to kind of the pitch by pitch stuff more than I do the
0: fastball spin rate I looked up is is up he's in the 84th percentile in baseball which that's nothing to to sneeze at I know you love a good spin rate is it do you read anything into
1: that uh no because I really don't understand I mean more spins are good yeah fewer spins are bad I'm assuming I, I know that yes, much
0: that's um th- he's he's being a lot more efficient um Okay. I mean, in the strike zone. A yeah. Bit I, I was looking it up. He, he's set it. His pace right now is on pace for a career low in pitches per innings pitched while yep. massively bumping up the strikeouts. Like that's a really hard combination to, to put together. Um, so he, he's getting after guys early in counts and when possible, putting them away with the strikeout. Like, I don't know. I, I, I told Keenan this uh, or Keenan Adam, this on, on last time show. Um, he looks to be carrying himself differently out there.
1: Like, so what? What do we have here, Jordan? What, what is what is Boyd now? Is he a solid? Is he a number two MLB pitcher now? Is he? Is he an ace? Is he? I mean, what he, is he?
0: If he pitches like this the rest of the year, then yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know that he's. This stuff is like uber elite. I mean, to be an ace, you have to be one of the top thirty starting pitchers in baseball. I mean, essentially, I don't know. He's
1: our ace. Oh, I,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's all relative. <laughs> But yeah. I mean he's certainly a top 60 starting pitcher in baseball if he's throwing like this. Okay. I mean he's he's top four in the AL in strikeouts um and you're when, buying
1: into the intangibles, huh? The swagger, the will to win, carrying himself differently. See,
0: I don't I don't know that it's necessarily a, a thing other than it's he just looks more comfortable out there. He mo- looks okay. more like he believes that he belongs out there. And while I genu- genuinely think that the majority of the stories like that are kind of overblown, I don't know. It just it feels like he thinks that he's an ace out there. And if you think that you're an ace, there's a better chance that you're going to pitch like an ace than not. You know what I mean? See,
1: now I see you got your correlation, and your causation reversed when you pitch a little bit better. When you pitch good, all of a sudden you think I'm a good pitcher because you're pitching good. Hmm. that's that's what I'm saying yeah he's got more swagger because he's good
0: he was he wasn't great in spring training though i mean not, not that you should base anything on spring training but i don't know i feel like everything kind of started as things developed in his first start of the year i don't know it, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what what happens with him um over the course of the year we may very well have stumbled on upon a very uh lucrative asset there
1: yeah he's done good
0: Uh, Coldwater, though, his exit velocity yielded is not significantly lower than career norms, which, um, you know, take make make of that what you will. He's not yielding harder contact less often than he has in the past.
1: Right. But if that stays fixed and he's got more strikeout. Yeah. You you would
0: think that that that's even out to to be a a successful combination. Yeah. Uh, Other starters have been good. Uh, Tyson Ross. Averaging yep. six innings a start, you know, kind of workman like numbers across the board, but he's eating innings. <laughs> we could have taken that at points last year. Um, Turnbull, more, more strikeouts and in innings pitched. Um, yep. I don't know that he's quite flashing the promise that maybe I thought he was on the um, hot take <laughs> episode, but, you know, they're called hot well, takes. Well, he's going to
1: have he he's going to have some ups and downs and bumps but he flashes the really good stuff like yeah, you said i mean he's got some dynamite stuff
0: often he's one pitch away from getting out of innings you know with no damage or or very limited da- damage and he hasn't yet been able to make that pitch but the art <laughs> i can't say the word arsenal without laughing at because uh, of jim Price, yeah. yeah he has the the skill set to be able to make that pitch so i do yeah. think that there's that there's something there. Um, and Matt Moore, he looked like shockingly good before the injury. Like, who are you? This isn't the real Matt Moore before the injury.
1: He was, he was, uh, almost easy to get excited about. Now with this injury, my understanding is they have, they're not going to go to surgery. They're going to let this thing try to calm down and rehab or whatever. To me, my, my experience of that has been that rarely works. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm just,
0: though, to be fair, the majority of the time you hear that specific storyline is with elbow injuries, not necessarily knee. Oh, this is a. Oh,
1: this is a knee. Yeah, we'll see.
0: I vague. Let me look this up. I I vaguely think that I heard that he is actually going to have surgery. Oh, is that right? Um, Okay. yeah, he he will. He he will undergo surgery on Wednesday. So what's today? Monday in two days. He'll go under the knife. Best okay. wishes, Matt. Um,
1: I'm glad we could share that news with our faithful listeners. We're right on it. I'm
0: imagining the listeners One probably are. aware of the news. <laughs> um, so,
1: which of the three? You know, if you had confidence hopes.
0: <laughs> if only Adam and and Keenan were here. Um, which of the three yeah, kind of really. give you um, the most hope? It's gotta be terrible, of
1: right? Hope? Yeah. Oh, of the of the secondary. Yeah, people?
0: like which of their their uh, you know are you taking optimism Opside. from?
1: I mean, Ross, I, I mean, I was fairly impressed with Ross. I thought he was going to be a train wreck, but he's been OK. <laughs> um, he's, get to eat those innings. Uh, yeah, Turnbull has the most upside yeah. for sure. Now you're going to see, um, are we going to talk about Norris? I uh, nah.
0: wasn't planning on it, but you can if you want.
1: I mean, he I mean, he's getting that spot now, right?
0: Yeah, this is this is a good thing. I mean, we're going to find out whether he's he is good or not. But getting this opportunity for kind of an extended run is is no doubt a good thing, right? Right.
1: Well, and he's come in and kind of um, filled the gap here a couple of times. And it seems like he's able to get three innings kind of pretty good. And then it seems to be about fourth or fifth inning, things to things seem to fall apart. I feel like I've seen that in some of his starts but too. But here's the thing:
0: we're know. in an era in baseball that that's fine. Like if you three if, innings, yeah. If you if you manage it, I mean, it's essentially a glorified you know starter for like or opener. Excuse me, what the, what the Rays do? I mean, you you could yeah. do worse than having a guy who gives you three pretty quality innings. One, you know, every every time through, you just have to be on top of it. Right. It's certainly not ideal. You'd rather him go six, but, you know, right. you can do worse. I understand. All um, right. Let's see. Other other things that have been good. Uh, do we actually have a, a really good bullpen?
1: Yes. It's crazy. I mean, it's that's been the first week and uh, plus why we ran, won so many games. Green has been lights out. He's been terrific. Record-setting Shane Green. Uh, <clears throat> incredible. Um, and you feel like you have a little bit of trust. Um, Jimenez, uh, had some bumps. Yeah, but, but he's good.
0: Like uh, we have, so Shane Green is top 15 in AL, AL pitchers, not just, not just relief pitchers in war. And we have four other positive war relievers that doesn't count Joe Blaine or Verhagen who, you know, historically, like they're, they're all good pitchers, right? There's. That is a useful group of guys we have out there for, I mean, we've been doing the show quite a while now.
1: Right. And I mean, it feels like if you can get it, get through the fifth, through the sixth, all of a sudden you're in good shape instead of being, oh my gosh, we only got through five or toast. You yeah. know, it's How just a different feeling. This?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously things can change, especially with bullpen pieces, because, you know, all that right. typically tends to be the, the dull end of the spear, but you know. I'm I'm very positive about where the bullpen is. There the thing is is there's guys out there with some really good stuff and the ability to control it. Like we've had kind of both ends of the spectrum. It's been a long time since we've had several guys that can actually, you know, do both.
1: Well that would be just a very foreign experience for us all, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: it would. Maybe. Um so let's move on to the bad. Um the offense, uh, Eric, yeah, has, hit. has been really bad. I actually envy you for having the chance to escape uh, it for several days down in Florida. Um, your your buns are probably warm, um, but the offense it is not.
1: Yeah, I, I tan in a thong, so absolutely. I don't think yeah, that yeah, would yeah. surprise any of our listeners. I could keep in a speedo trying to tan my cheeks. You know, like like I'm all in my fao.
0: Speaking of dated
1: references, sexy and I, sexy and I know it all. <laughs>
0: um, so I have the the failures categorized into what appears to be three different categories. Um, let's start with lack of hitting in general. Five regulars are hitting two thirty three or below. Um, now, is that the case for most good teams? No, no. Okay, we
1: should be we should be hitting he better.
0: Writes that down in his notes. Okay, not good. Yeah. Um, lack of power.
1: Yeah, we Ooh. have
0: seven homers on the year alarmingly only hit by four different players and
1: yes Gordo's got two he has 29 percent of our season homers Gordo's got two bobs that's gonna be the funniest thing that's happened this year's the most weird
0: thing it's it's I mean sure sign of the apocalypse for sure uh we're second to last in total base go ahead
1: yeah I mean there's like three guys hitting for us that's it yeah it's so bad.
0: Um, so is this uh, is the is the light hitting um, station, you know, take the extra base. Is that is that Guardy team makeup? Uh, are we just underperforming terribly or bad roster
1: composition? Um, Jordy Mercer is not going to hit a ton. Uh, Grayson Griner hasn't hit a lick. Remember when
0: I said that he was one of the guys that might hit the I forget what whatever war uh, tally I, I put up for um, guys that are going to hit that. Uh, and he was one of my candidates. There's a decent chance that that uh, prediction does not come true. Yeah, he, he's bad. I think what what four that? That was probably a bit optimistic.
1: Yeah. Um, Harrison is going to hit some. And he's hit a little bit. So uh, Hicks has not. I mean, Hicks is coming on a little bit. Um, Stewart is going to hit for some power, but he's not going to hit for any average.
0: Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if his season numbers looked very similar to what his numbers look now, just extrapolated over a full year.
1: I mean... Uh, Mikey Mato got 25 plate appearances and hit the ball zero times.
0: Yeah, it's really a shame the whole Chris Davis thing was going on because Mikey could have gotten a little love yeah. um, or whatever you want to call that type of attention uh, had Chris Davis not been doing what he was doing so much worse.
1: Uh Dustin Peterson had a couple timely hits, but he's not hitting. He's hitting a, a buck forty-eight. Gordo hit the hits two bombs, but he's batting a buck seventy-six.
0: I don't have I the mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. What where's his slugging percentage rank on the team? It's gotta be near Gordo? The top, yeah. Uh
1: let's take a peek see. Gordo's oh I, it's he doesn't qualify. Oh,
0: come on.
1: I know. Oh, oh the internet. Oh, oh, shake my fist at you. He is slugging, slugging 588. <laughs> and that is second only to Ronnie Rodriguez on the team. Mm,
0: man.
1: And he's batting a buck 76.
0: What a time to be alive. Yeah. You want to hear other bad stats? Yes. We have 149 strikeouts in 15 games. Ugh. So a game consists of 27 outs. Mm -hmm. way more of them than half are strikeouts
1: that's that's next level
0: bad guardy seems super super alarmed we're living in an era where strikeout numbers are way up this does seem maybe a hair bit much
1: yeah yeah i think it will normalize a little bit it's yeah but it has to, there are
0: a lot of strikeout bats in our lineup. However, uh, Miggy, uh, candy and Nick all have pretty substantial strikeout rates that I think they're leading the team right now and they're not notorious strikeout guys. Like th- there will yeah, be some normalization clash. there. Um, yep. so is there offense to be found? I think that's the, that's the big question. Like where do we go from here? From this bottom tier offense? Like, is it actually going to get better?
1: Okay, who's got potential to get better from their first two weeks? Uh Miguel Cabrera, I I would say. I would love to believe you. I'm on the fence. Well, so he's batting two fifty something. Nine that feels about right a, at this point. Yeah. I would right. love
0: for it not to be the case because he's a legend. But I I'm starting
1: to question. Okay. Uh Nick is, yeah, this is about what Nick is, what, Two, what, 255, but no no power. He
0: hit like 297 last year, didn't he? There's there's definitely yeah. room for improvement there.
1: Okay. I, I think that Nick will is, normalize. Uh, so uh, who else? Dustin Peterson.
0: I think the fact that you came to his name third is probably a pretty good indication that the offense just isn't going to be great
1: okay let me start at the let me start position by position griner stinks and i'm not convinced he's going to be any better john hicks i think can hit a little bit better yeah harris harrison has has been bad he's batting a buck 35
0: i'm not sure that improves he, that he, much there's a pretty substantial dude, he's downward. batting
1: more than 135 oh yeah no
0: no no don't don't get me wrong i mean i i could see him pulling it to 230 240 but i i think there's a pretty substantial downtrend uh the arrow is pointing down next to his stock anyway
1: yeah so you got mercer he he is what he is uh he's <laughs> yes. he's not going to get any better um candelario he he could hit a little bit more yep he, he'll get better stewart He's probably not going to hit for any more power than he has, but he might get a few more hits. Matuk's gone. Castiano's and Cabrera. Well, I mean, you're, about. you're adding in so. Jacoby for, Jacoby. for Mikey Matuk.
0: I think that's the... I hate to say it, but I think that's maybe the biggest spot for improvement.
1: Well, Jacoby is going to go catch the ball for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, really that's
0: always the case. I think... I
1: don't and know. when you have Nick and Stewart on each side of him, you need Jacoby Jones. J- Jacoby could hit... A uh, hundred, batting at it, you know whatever, it, he we need his glove out there in center. Yeah, especially at Comerica. All
0: right, let's move on. Um, one one more topic before we get into the nonsense. Uh, most interesting conundrum uh, of the young season, and that's what to make of the performance of our ace, our opening day starter, Jordan M Zimmerman. Uh, now if you look at the first two starts, he was lights so out, good. so impressive. If you look at the second two starts, you might notice his ERA jump from 0.66 to 4.29. Now, that is uh, not not ideal. Uh, Stephen Campbell asked us on Twitter, uh, when someone says Zimmer, Zimmerman looks back to normal, are they referring to starts 1 and 2 or starts 3 and 4?
1: I mean, it's a great question. I feel like... the. <laughs> The experience I've had with Zimmerman has been promise early and and reality late. Remember when we first got Zimmerman, his first eight starts, yes. how dominant he was? He was incredible. And now he was incredible. And then the first two starts this year, he's incredible. And then all of a sudden something falls off. I don't know if it's it's fatigue or if it's just – I don't know what it is, but uh, you I, I don't know if you broke down, you know, how the spin rates or how his pitchers pitches are working. But it seemed to me like the slide is some of his um, cutting stuff slider um, just didn't have the didn't have the swerve that it did the first two starts. I mean, that's about all I can I could tell you. Yeah, but I'm not an expert.
0: We so. we we actually sat behind the we were at Comerica on at, for his start uh, against the Indians. So it would be start three. Um, And we were like right behind the plate. It was a perfect view of the movement on the pitches. And I can definitely confirm um, some of the pitches that I assumed were breaking balls lacked a little bit of that. Certainly the, the, you know, horizontal plane break. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Especially compared. He was, he was matched up against Corey Kluber, who some of the movement on on some of the movement on his pitches was borderline sensual, like it was, it was a a it was joy an to watch. Erotic <laughs> moment. For you. Um, is it intimate? It was definitely, and so he fell apart a little bit later on in, in that start, but for a while he was giving up a lot of kind of cheapy solo homers, and it just like he was looked like he was missing spots just by a little bit yeah. as things as you say as as he kind of tired, it looked like he was missing more out over the plate and it's not great to be tiring and start three of the season. Like that's not right. good. I didn't, I didn't see his, his four starting against the was against the twins. Um, so I can't really comment on that. Um, I don't know. I, I wanted to believe so bad. I, I still, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give him a little bit more time before I completely write him off. Maybe, maybe five and six are, are the, you know, the mean and where, where he settles in.
1: We we really lived the narrative for a little while. And then now the narrative is, is fleeting. It
2: is. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Um, there was a big occurrence last night, Jordan, and uh, this is going a little far afield, but do you watch the game of Thrones? I think I, I don't, I I think you, okay. How many, how many Seinfeld references do you reckon I've weathered during the life of this podcast? Oh, numerous. Yeah. I I will
0: definitely afford you some, some references that I do not understand.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to cash in all those chips. (laughs) (laughs) Right now with my Game of Thrones characters, power rankings. All right. This is people watch this.
0: Yes, I know they do.
1: This is a very popular television show. I don't understand
0: how everyone has HBO. Like
1: You, you can just subscribe to it. You don't even need a cable. You just like go on the Internet and you get it. Yes, but it's fine.
0: I, I, I don't even have Spotify money, let, let alone that HBO money. That's that's next level money. Anyway, well, tell us your nerd tales. All the
1: all the non-poors are watching Game of Thrones. OK, just <laughs> want to let you know. OK, <laughs> sorry to all the poor's out there. So yeah. my bad okay. on, on behalf of the rest um, of us, it's, it's OK. <laughs> OK, Game of Thrones, my dragon soap opera show. I, I love the show. Here we go, starting uh, seventh from the best. We have Sandor the Hound Clegane, <laughs> the Hound. He's so awesome, ornery, quick witted, but you know he's got you know he's softened a little bit. It's kind of this redemption story. He was such a badass the first you know few seasons, but his his heart is warmed. You know he digs the hole and buries the farm girl's body. Oh, it's kind of a touching moment. You want something good for the Hound, but you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And he just kind of refuses not to die. He refuses to die. But I like the Hound. He's number seven. It's a
0: good life strategy, really, refusing to yeah. die. Refuse to die.
1: Number six is Olena Tyrell. So good. So good. Uh, she's kind of the ultimate matriarch badass. And she was definitely, in my eyes, the smartest character on the show. And that's saying something. When you have Littlefinger and Varys and Tyrion and, and all, everybody else, she was always very savvy and and fun. I always liked Olenna Tyrell. She's number six. Any comments on that, Jordan? Uh, finger guns. <laughs> gotcha. Moving up to number five, we have Tormund Giants Bane. <laughs> Who's coming Tormund up with these is, names? Yeah. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin, the guy who did it. Oh, um, that, that's Tormund... Fair. Tormund is awesome he's got you know the red hair the red beard he's got a kind of a a redemption story too from being this wildling kind of bad guy um he's tough and but he's kind of like uh you know redneck kind of dumb (laughs) kind of plays the ignorant card and you gotta love his little you know romance with Brienne of Tarth don't you everyone loves that yeah
0: America's sweethearts
1: Coming in at number four is Tyrion. Tyrion is played by Peter Dinklage, if you know who that is. That
0: is Mm -hmm. um, Miles Finch from Elf, right?
1: That is exactly right. right. Um, I liked Tyrion more in the earlier seasons. He was a little bit more complex. uh, And now he's gotten a little weak and predictable being the hand of the queen. But it's still tough to beat how good Peter Dinklage is. He's really good in that role. He's he's always fun to watch. Yeah, we talk. <laughs> Number three for me is Braun. Braun is this uh, funny, kind of smirking guy. Uh, he's quick witted and uh, has a has a snappy retort. Uh, he pretends it's all for the money and the castles, but you know it it's not for you know, you, there's something more to Braun. I think he we shall see in the I don't know, you know, too many spoilers, but Brown's going to be put to the test here. And I think uh, I think he embodies the the idea of friendships. You know, the real treasure is the friends you meet along the way. Hall. That's, that's what that's I true. hear the show is all about. Yeah, it's it's about love, love and friendships. OK, number two. <laughs> number two is John. No, John is he's just so damn virtuous he's like really trying his best to be good which is you know a really good characteristic for him um but he's always suffering in some way you know he's out in the cold or he's you know getting stabbed or something like that but he somehow he just keeps moving up the ladder old john snow good job johnny we'll keep you from any spoilers so Oh, okay, I've already banked six Seinfeld references that I won't understand. Continuing on, the number the number one Game of Thrones character. You Got a guess? All.
0: Uh, I was gonna try and make something up, but I I have nothing. You have nothing. I have nothing. It's
1: Samwell Tarly. Obviously. Sam Tarly is the best. He's my favorite character. He kind of echoes a little bit for me. Uh, Hurley on Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? I did not. He's kind of this big dude, kind of a little bit of comic relief. My favorite line is when um, Bran goes, "I'm the three eyed raven," and Samwell goes, "Oh, I don't know what that means." <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. That's my favorite line. He's got quips, and also he's the most realistic character because he's like afraid a lot and like doesn't understand what's going on, which I, is how I would be too. <laughs> so that's that's the top seven. Uh, The bottom three, are you ready? Oh, couldn't be more ready. The bottom three is uh, third from the worst is Bran and uh, Brandon Stark. And I don't like uh the fantasy elements of the show as much as I do like the quips and the dialogue and the political intrigue. So Bran just kind of doesn't do it for me. He's off like warging and looking into the what you know, children of the forest or whatever. And that doesn't do it for me. And he's just like sitting there staring. There's like a thousand memes now about Bran.
0: Yeah, that sounds now, like, wildly uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Number two is Brienne of tarth I, i'm not really digging her uh i don't find her particularly charming and i suppose it's kind of in her supposed to be her character to be a little bit like clunky but i when she comes in on scenes i never really look forward to them i'm always kind of like well let's let's move on not feeling Brienne. the worst character on game of thrones is dario narice and it's not even close he's awful because he's supposed to be like the the new leader of the Dothraki, but he's super confusing because um, he's always just kind of like hanging out in the background. He's never really active in any of the scenes, and the worst thing is they switched actors.
0: Oh, that like, is the season, worst! Yeah, like season w- when Aunt Viv got or whatever, switched, switched out in uh, Fresh Prince. Yes, yes, you can't do exactly that. That's exactly
1: what happened. And there's like there's this new guy just picking up this role, and I'm like. Who the heck is this? (laughs) And it took me like half the season to figure out, oh, that's supposed to be the guy from the other. That's supposed to be Dario. Like they didn't even look anything alike. And I was so confused. I hate that when they do it. That's the worst. That's like on Roseanne. Remember Roseanne, the daughter was like switched out too.
0: And uh, did did not here. watch that so
1: yeah, yeah. so Dario Nerese is the worst Game of Thrones character and this has been a very nerdy fantasy soap opera power rankings thank you
0: you're welcome wow that was that was really something there's a lot of, a lot of characters if you just busted out oh. ten and there's ample more
1: oh Hall don't I mean there are. Hundreds of characters all interlock is it, there's so many characters
0: I'm sure this is probably gonna surprise it's, you, but yeah. I at times have trouble keeping storylines and characters straight So even more so this feels like you, it's not a show this. for me
1: You would hate this and these these episodes are long and um, There's a lot going on you would not have patience for it, but it's it's so good. So good. Hello. This is Eric's
2: mom and you're listening to the Podcastianos.
1: Um, so
0: springtime is the absolute best for seeing crap on the side of the road while you're out running. <laughs> yes, um, it is. I think people fail to realize that like when you throw crap into the snow, eventually the snow is gonna melt and you know, like the crap you threw there is still gonna be there. Um, so it even, just doesn't disappear. Even in wintertime, it's still littering. Um so, you know, in the last week, the majority of our, our snow has finally melted, um, finally had some clear roads, chance to get back to my normal uh, running routine. And so it's a bit of a bumper addition of things that I saw on the side of the road uh, while running tonight. First one, super interesting. Um, So, you know, like the big jugs of paint, not like a can of paint, like the big ones that have that are plastic and have the the lids that you tap on.
1: You're talking like a five gallon bucket. Yeah, there you
0: go. Three separate lids to those over the course of like a mile, not even together and no buckets, just the lids. Super. Well, that kind of makes sense. Does it? How?
1: Well, well, if you if you're putting the, the in the back of a pickup truck and you're driving down the road. And if there's something in the bucket, that's not going to fly off. But the lid is just going to catch some wind and fly off. All
0: right. I suppose that that could be.
1: So you're just seeing the lids.
0: Just the lids. And not not together. Spaced out. Evenly. I'm just kidding. Not evenly. Um, Bunch of snow scrapers, obviously. Um, This appears to be if you need to to collect one for free, this is apparently the time to do it. Um, Loads of empty alcohol bottles. Yeah, you, you got to drink heavily to get through winter up here. I, I understand that.
1: Um, fireball, a lot of fireball bottles. Not so much like this that.
0: year. That, w- that was more oh. of a last year thing. I think. We, I think. I think Northern Michigan. have reached. Moved on. Peak fireball. fireball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last thing, uh, kind of, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a car novice, but I believe uh, that it was the whole panel of like a brake and a turn signal light.
1: Sure. Just. Alongside the road just laying
0: on the side of the road I'd I'd love to like you know have witness when they got out of their car and like crap man where where'd that go well I know where that's at
1: All right Do you you should start a little like uh, collection you know like the little mermaid pick stuff up you know this is a dinglehopper <laughs> you start a little museum of that stuff in your house
0: mm, Yeah I'm I'm sure Whitney would be be thrilled about that
1: collecting garbage every day that's great I mean it's literal garbage yeah all right
0: let's move on to twitter questions uh if you want to get in touch with the show i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos typically whatever night of the week we're recording i'll either send out hey lay your questions on us or eric will or the or the show's account will and then you you give us the questions and we answer them that's pretty everybody
1: who submitted a question this week got a participation trophy yeah I thanks, was, for, thanks for participating. I
0: was confused as to why you were giving everyone's trophy, everyone a trophy, um, and then then we they're, got to the bottom of that one. Yeah, uh, first one is from at Chinese Twits. He said, "Has has <laughs> has the seasons already? Yeah. Has the season already peaked?"
1: Um, we've had our first really good moment, and that's rising to the to first place. Um, is that going to be our high water mark?
0: I think there's a pretty good probably
1: chance. in in the standings it will be. But I think we'll have a, a fun, a more fun little stretches or kind of, you know, wonderful moments later in the year that that will be warming to us. But we this, we've probably enjoyed our time in the sun in the first place. Yeah, that that feels about
0: right. Um, next one is from Joseph Keilman. Uh, what, do, who does your music and the info tags for your show? Follow-up question. How did you get Blaine Hardy and Eric's mom to do the tags? Um, your mom was, was the real tough one to get, to get it recorded.
1: Yeah, she's, she's a celebrity. That's right. Uh, you know, basically I, I held the phone to her face and said, Hey mom, say this. And she's like, what, what's the I And just say it, mom. And that's how I, I got it. Just like you do with anything with your parents. Like, just, just do this.
0: I mean, that's right. the literal story of how I, how I got Blaine to, to say it. Yeah. No, I'm just Don't kidding. Don't ask questions. We were uh, at spring training, and Blaine was just kind of mingling amongst the fans. And I'm like, uh, hey, Blaine, will you say this for me? And it took him to, to, a minute to realize, you know, podcastanos, castianos, like to put that together. Sure. Um, but other but then that, he got it. Then he got it. And he thought it was, yeah. he thought it was good. It was, it was funny. It, it was punny. It was certainly punny. Um,
1: the music. My is... mom had no idea. She still didn't. She has no idea. She could hardly. She's. You listen to the clip. She hardly can say it. So,
0: <laughs> does she know what a podcast is?
1: Um, no. Roughly, maybe. Probably it, not.
0: That feels feels about right.
1: Is there something on the radio? Who knows?
0: It's on the that's phone. All, it's on the all phone all radio, mom. Huh? It's
1: all yeah. all moms. Stuff. What?
0: uh music is by a now defunct uh hip-hop group new linen and my friend sean was who did the the intro um all right let's move on at d kick hoonigan besides this thread what's the weirdest thing you would give a participation trophy for this feels like a you question
1: uh for me it's it should be sexual intercourse (laughs) Yeah, I mean, y- you you have that experience, boom. You should get a trophy. I feel like so you know you put on your mantle and like, oh, there's a person that's done it. <laughs> you know, just just a nice little memento to say, you know, I've had this life experience. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. So, so but, it's a you know, it's
0: a bedroom trophy, not a living room trophy.
1: No, I, I'm putting that in my living room, of course. You probably would. putting on the front porch, probably. <laughs> Let passers by know that you know. This is this is territory I've I've charted.
0: <laughs> uh, swiftly we move on. Steve Butts asks, uh, "Any chance you will break out a new Daniel Norris's brain Twitter account to give a give voice to the ever enigmatic Tiger's left-handed swing man?
1: You know, if I was younger, it had more energy. I I might have, but I'm old and lazy now. I don't know.
0: I feel like that'd get real repetitive. Like, how many times can you tweet something about going surfing, bruh? You know what I mean, like.
1: Yeah. Parody accounts were, were hot. They were extra spicy for a while. And I feel like Twitter has kind of moved past that. Maybe we've all grown and moved past it. The, the parody account thing.
0: I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with the insinuation that Twitter has moved on from anything or has matured in any way.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's gotten more serious and more angry.
0: That, that it certainly has. Maybe that's more accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, David Fleece asked, who is the first Tiger to be traded slash overvalued? Shane Green. I agree. I think that both of those, or, well, he clearly hasn't been traded yet, but he's definitely starting to be overvalued. The second, you know, I, I love Shane. I was on the Shane train, you know, way back. Shane but train. The second we get a competitive offer for him, see ya. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're, we don't need a closer. Other, We need, you know, pieces. Right. Uh, Anthony Troya uh, says, So Gordon Beckham's home run power? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Kidding. Uh, do you think if he stays healthy that Stewart can crack 25 homers?
1: So uh, I was going to look this up, but what is he on pace for? So we are, how many games in? Uh, let's do some math. So we're 15 games in. We're approximately, what, a tenth of the way through the season? And he's got three. That's about right. Yeah. So. Three sound times ten 30. is yeah. thirty. Maths, uh, as they say in England. Do you know what they call it maths, not math singular? That's always funny. Do they call um,
0: it? I mean, it makes sense. Mathematics. Mathematics.
1: Maths. They're they're uh, so much
0: more more smart than we are.
1: Uh, they uh, they sure sound smarter. Yeah. Um. So he's pacing. I feel like this is a sustainable pace for him. Yeah. Right. Three out of every you know basically a home run every five games. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Definitely. I mean. I think the power is very legit. Just that average is legit also.
1: He's going to swing and miss a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we're in an era that that's fine. Just you don't want him to be one of your main run producers. Correct. Uh, Jake Skronik uh, says, go who's? Congrats, by the way. Uh, He goes to the University of Virginia. You guys suffered literally the most embarrassing experience in the history of sports. And somehow to come back the next year and win it all, that's a massive tip of the cap. Um,
1: The question. I don't feel like we need to we don't need to break down our bracket, but I will say this. I picked Virginia to win and I was still in seventh place. That's like how bad my bracket was.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I I haven't checked in quite some time. Yeah. I'm not sure if you uh, what your Game of Thrones knowledge is. Obviously, yours is quite good. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear what tiger you think deserves to sit on the Iron Throne.
1: Actually, I'm looking at his tweet and he said the Iron Throbe, <laughs> which is a fun typo. Um, ultimately, who is the most worthy? Uh, Nico. Nico has, has rose from the. From the lower echelons to ascend and wear the crown for all of all of Westeros. I don't know. I'm making I'm making this up. I have
0: no idea. So I, I didn't realize that there was like a, you know, uh, achievement aspect to it. I thought it was just like who would be b- most baller yeah. on a throne. Um, oh, maybe. Obviously, like thrones and crowns, like that's kind of Mickey's territory. Triple crown. He won the triple yeah. crown. Sure. Um, I, think I think Blaine think so. would, would enjoy it the most. I, I bet he I bet he's really into Game of Thrones. Um, and I think Nick would look the most natural sitting on a throne.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Miggy. Miggy definitely the Cersei Lannister of, of the group, for sure. That is a
0: person who I know who it is uh, at North River Vodka asks, what is the official vodka of the podcastianos
1: smear? No, no, it's <laughs> it's North River Vodka. I don't always drink vodka. But when I do, I choose the only vodka made with all Michigan-grown potatoes. That's right, friends. Try today a North River vodka for those of you who are 21 and older. Thank you.
0: That's like the, now that you've gotten your Game of Thrones um, references, I'll, I'll throw a Seinfeld one back at you that reminds me of when Kramer was um, making up advertisements for Hennigans.
1: Does that, <laughs> okay. is, is that ring any- no it does not how about for culture uh yourself. That's, what you,
0: that's what you always tell me culture yourself you should you should know the seinfeld references
1: i know maybe i should bust bust those out and get to know them a little bit more yeah
0: definitely uh all right one more uh at tech jansen says which detroit sports team is going to win the next championship
1: that's right Head up your alley uh, pistons are in the playoffs they're playing tonight they have the first crack at it I'm gonna go
0: out on a limb and say I don't think they're gonna win it this year. Uh, you're probably correct. That is my idea. That NBA is a knowledge.
1: fair question. Like, who is who is gonna win the next championship for Detroit? The Tigers aren't particular it, it might be the Tigers.
0: Yeah, I think I think it is. So here's here's how I break it down. Um It seems very unlikely that anyone's dethroning the Warriors anytime soon. The Lions right. are never gonna win the Super Bowl. Like, just never. Like, there is no universe out there where the Lions ever win the Super Bowl and I don't know anything about the Red Wings so it's a toss up there Uh, I'll go Tigers probably on the back of like um, Willie Castro
1: I I think they have as equal a shot as any as any of the other teams
0: yeah what we're saying is it could be a not so great uh, couple years of sports coming out for Detroit or for Detroit sports fans
1: this decade that's coming to the close is the first one in a century where none of the big 4 or Michigan or Michigan State won a title. Yeah. Unless the Pistons pull it off the 2010s are the first ones that no team will have won one. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad.
0: Well, uh if you want guys want to get in touch with the show you can on Twitter I am at Jordan Hall 23, Eric is at Comeric Eric and the show is at Podcast On Instagram I am at Jordino 4 Facebook dot com backslash podcastianos and please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to the show on. Uh, welcome back, buddy. I'm I'm glad Thanks. you're back in Michigan. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you are. You're glad to be back to all the snow this morning.
1: you know it was fascinating. The Whitecaps uh, tweeted out a picture. They had like three inches of snow on the field this morning, and they played tonight. I think they they, they it all melted. And away you go.
0: Yeah michigan man i'll tell you yeah. what
1: gotta to be tough gotta to be tough gotta to be like thorman giants bane sure
0: yeah definitely tough. uh anything else say the people before we get out of here
1: yeah tweet me your hot game of thrones takes let's talk about game of thrones such okay. a good show i i can only tell me about
0: dragon what, what you're in for now
1: tweet me your hot game of thrones
0: takes uh with that being said we will catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up
1: goodbye